And with that, I invite you to stand as you are able as we come to God's Word. And we have been, we're in the middle of a sermon series called Messy Living. And in this, we've been talking and and showing key parts of one of the disciples' lives. This is the disciple Peter. And we've been looking at at these big moments. And one of them um, is a a big question that he asks. Now, we want to frame this, though. This is in one of the four Gospels, one of the four accounts of Jesus' life. And this is in the Gospel of Matthew. So guess what? If you have a messy life, if you, maybe things aren't going super for you, maybe especially in your family. Maybe you have some division or some arguments going on. Maybe even in a church you've been part of, or maybe even right here, there's someone where there's a little bit of conflict. Guess what? In Jesus' time, 2,000 years ago, that happened then too. And so Peter um, and the disciples have heard Jesus say, you know, especially in times of conflict, when you're not agreeing with someone, he says, where two or three are gathered, he makes this promise that we quote a lot. He says, where two or three are gathered, there I will be. So even and especially in conflict, when our lives are messy, even when they're kind of broken with others, he's especially promising he's there then. And now Peter has this huge question, and Jesus answers him directly, so you need to hear that. But then he answers in this parable, in a story that shares more about what forgiveness might mean. Let's hear that now. Then Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When the king began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents, this is 150 years of standard wages. A huge debt was brought to him, and as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before the king, saying, Have patience with me, and I'll pay you everything. Not a pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the entire debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him A hundred denarii. That's a few weeks of wages. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, you wicked slave. I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
just a few days ago was the 75th anniversary of, I think, a key and pivotal moment in the history, I, I truly believe, of the entire world. 75 years ago was when Auschwitz concentration camp was liberated, when they were freed. Now, the gates of Auschwitz, in that horrific place, there they are. In German, that means work sets you free. Now, during the time from 1940 to 1945, 1 1.3 million people came in to those gates. They were greeted by those words, work sets you free. But we know it didn't, right? Because out of those 1.3 million, 1.1 million people, they estimate, were tortured, suffered, and died. 1.1 million. I just can't fathom it. You know, in the Auschwitz Museum, they have, they have this, uh, um, one of the displays to honor and remember. And it shows this. It's a wall of shoes. And I'm wondering if we can see that. Just shoes. You know how many shoes are there? 28,000. That wall of shoes represents one day. One day of what they estimate was the people that died over those years. That's more than most small towns. 75 years ago, they were freed. They were freed because, because people gave their lives to do that, right? And that's what we celebrate. Horrific. Horrible. I can't imagine what it was like to go through that. To lose family members and to suffer in the way they did. One of those people out of the millions, her name was Ava Kaur. Maybe you've heard of her. You know, out of all the, all the people, especially the Jews that were, that were, that were sent there, there were about a thousand identical twins. Ava and her sister Miriam were, were some of those. And during that time, they were subjected to a, a doctor. He was the one that was in charge of Auschwitz. He was later named the Angel of Death. What a great name, huh? His goal was to do experiments on identical twins to see what would happen because, of course, they're identical, so you can do something to one and see if you do something other to someone else, what, what, how, it, how that'll change. And he did that over and over and over, and most of them didn't survive, but Ava and her sister did. Can you imagine this? To go through that, and, and she was, they were one of the ones that were liberated years later. They, they went through all of this, and as they're free, this is the craziest part of all of this. Um, first of all, we know that's a lie. Work does not set, did not set them free, right? It didn't. 
It was an accident. The only way they were freed wasn't because of them working and earning their way out of it. No, they were freed because others gave their lives for them. But here's the real gift. Maybe one of the only ones. Ava, after she got out, she started to speak out. And for many others, it'd be like what you and I would probably have. If someone hurts me, if someone would especially hurt my, my children or my wife, it's awfully hard for me not to just hurt them back. Especially something like this. I, I couldn't imagine that atrocity. Could you? Ava started to speak out. And this is the wild thing. For years and years and years, he's free again. Hey, dude. You're awesome. <laughs> hey, buddy. We'll come right here. Tried to get away. Tried to get a. For years and years, she preached about one thing. She taught about one thing. She modeled one thing. And you know what it was? It was crazy. Forgiveness. She told people, I forgive the Nazis. I forgive the doctor. In the key moment, the doctor died. They, couldn't, they never captured him. They found out he, he had fled and, and he died before they could bring him to justice. But one of the guards was there. One of the guards that had brought in actually her and her sister um, to those experiments and, and others that she knew, family and friends, brought them in to these experiments and, and led others to the gas chambers. She was at his trial. And Ava shook this Nazi's hand that was guilty. And she literally told him, I forgive you. And he kissed her hand. And she said later, she said that whole place was about anger and hatred and death. And by forgiving others, I was saying anger and hatred and death aren't going to control my life. Wow. I'm guessing each one of you have been hurt immensely. Maybe even by someone to your left or to your right. It's awfully easy to lash back out, isn't it? They say something, to say something back. If someone else outside your family hurts you or someone you love, to, 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 to cut them off, to, ma to make sure they're, they're, they're done and, and that they know it. And that's why when, when Peter asks this question, I, I think it's a huge one for us, isn't it? How many times should we forgive Jesus? And you can almost hear Peter like puffing out his chest, you know, because uh, maybe someone should get a second chance or maybe a third chance, but not Peter. No way. He's going to show Jesus how many times should I forgive Jesus if someone even from the church hurts me? Seven times? Hmm, wow. A seven, that's a complete, that, that's way overboard, right? And Jesus, his answer is so perplexing. Not seven times, but I tell you, 
77 times. Now, I don't think this is literal. I don't think if people hurt you, you're just, okay, you know, you hurt me, so, honey, that's number one. Oh, a couple hours later, they said something, oh, there's number two. Got 75 to go. It's not how it goes, right? But I think here's the gift, truly. And, and, and if we hear this, I truly think today could be a chance for you and me to be like a little like Ava. And, and more than that, my, my hope is Ava captured a small part of what God's heart is for us. And it's the, the chance, the opportunity for us to be free. Truly free from, from specific things. And I think it's pain and suffering and death even. And it has to do with forgiveness. So in this parable that, that Jesus gives, I think it's such a gift. It sounds harsh in some ways. But I think what I take away from it is the debt that this key slave owes to his Lord. Did you hear that? It is so large. I mean, it's more than a lifetime. It's more than he could ever pay back by just standard wages. And the, the Lord, when he pleads, when he goes on his knees, and he says, please have pity on me. Please forgive me. And that's what the Lord does. He forgives everything. This, this is crazy. The, the standard thing would be to do what he was originally inclined to do. Punish him. Put him in prison. Make sure he suffers because he can't pay that back. It's that large a debt. And, and he forgives it out of, out of pity. And then the slave, he's been forgiven. And as he's going out from being forgiven, what happens? <laughs> this other slave owes him, you know, a few weeks' salary. It's a, it's a significant part, right? But pales in comparison to what he's been forgiven. But he... He lashes out. Now, maybe he's doing that because he want, maybe he wants to give back to the Lord, to pay back some of the way. Maybe that's why he reacts so harshly. Or maybe it's like, maybe it's like you and me. Oh, they owe me. I'm owed. I'm forgiven, but I need to make sure this is taken care of. We don't know the reason. But this relatively small debt, he, he actually does not have mercy or pity on his fellow slave. No, he has him thrown into prison. Now, I don't know how you've been wounded. I don't know how you've been hurt. I don't know the burdens that you're carrying in here. I do know, as I think about Ava's life and, and what, how she modeled this amazing, incredible miracle, I think it's a miracle that she, her heart could be changed. I do know this. There's one thing that... that she was free of, and it was the pain. And when we don't forgive, when someone has hurt us or wounded us or wounded our family, when we don't forgive, guess what? They're still a part of your life. They're still wounding you perpetually. If they're still carrying that grief and that scar and the, and the suffering that they caused you maybe even years ago, and it's still with you. It's like a prison sentence. It's like you're in your own version of Auschwitz. And sometimes, you know what we do, I'm sure this is none of you, but when we are hurting, when we're in pain, sometimes we not only lash out at others, but sometimes we even do it in our churches. And sometimes we even do it 
to our God. And sometimes we say, you know what? They hurt me and, and I've been wounded in these other ways and we carry that. We're like, but I'm going to make it right. I'm going to I'm going to become better in different ways. I'm going to go to church. I'm going I'm I'm to earn it by doing good things. And it sounds a lot like, you, you may not realize it, it sounds a lot like those gates of Auschwitz. Work sets you free. What if that's not what God's hope is for you today? What if God wants you, like Ava did, to be free from that pain? in those wounds today. So here's a, a, a crazy, wild, incredible thing that God is asking for us to do today. Are you ready for it? Forgive. Now, we'll, we'll say, I forgive, but I can never forget. Oh, you, you've heard of this. Hmm, wow, wow, this is a novel concept, right? I forgive, but I won't forget. And, and, and when we say that, I get that. There are sometimes real times, many times, that we can forgive and, and still need boundaries. But that's not, what, that's not what Jesus is hoping for. God's hoping for forgiveness to really lead us into freedom. He wants you free from the pain and the wounds and maybe even sometimes the guilt because of the things you've done. So how do we do this? We forgive 77 times. We forgive. We, we come, and, and, and here it is. I, I think this is so amazing. Are you ready for it? I, I've done this, and it, it feels so real to me. Sometimes when, when someone has hurt me, or especially hurt someone I love, or especially when I've hurt someone, and I have to forgive myself, I make up my mind. I get to the point, and sometimes that's a miracle, Right? And I say, I, I forgive you or I forgive me. And you know what happens? The next day or the next week, I run into that person or I, I, run, or I, I get to a situation that it reminds me of that moment of pain. And you know what happens? The hurt and the pain and the wound it's, it's like the Band-Aid was ripped wide open again, and it hurts me almost as much or maybe even harder than the initial pain, right? Does that happen to you? Guess what happens? What if through God's help, not through us, but what if God is leading us to say again that second time, I forgive you. I choose forgiveness. God's forgiven me for everything. I, I choose forgiveness. And, and okay, so then the next time, the next day, or even later that day, it, it happens again. And now the wound's there again. And, and guess what you have to We're going to choose God's forgiveness. And over time, it's, it's a, a commitment. It's a process. And, 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 and at some point, by choosing over and over and over again to receive what God freely gives that the pain and the anger and the hate, they start to go away. Because there's one thing that sets you and me free. It's not work. It's not what we do. It's not how we earn it with God especially. One thing that God hopes for is for us to be free from the pain and the suffering and even death itself. And it's what he gave on that cross. And you know, there are billions of people in the world. And do you know this? 
God loves each one of them as much as he loves you. God created them as much as he made you and me. That means God created the person that you hate most. And out of all of those people, you know what it comes down to? comes down to one. comes down to Jesus. And he came down for one person and one person and one person and one person. He came for each one of us. So now this is a process. It's not perfect and neither are you. But at some point he says, not because of what we earned, no, because of how he gave his life. It's going to change everything. So today, let's do the hard thing. Sometimes the impossibly hard thing. Let's ask God to help us forgive ourselves and others. It's going to keep going 77 times and beyond. It's going to free us as God intends. Amen. Let's pray, can we? God, thank you for the, the sheer gift that you gave in so many ways, but especially on that cross. And God, I'm so mindful as you took that cross, even in agony, in utter pain, in one of the most horrific ways of dying, you cried out, forgive them. God, there are people like Ava that, I don't know how it's possible, but they chose forgiveness. And I think it can only be possible because of your grace, of your love. God, help us to feel that, to experience that truly, to know you forgive us, that that we can forgive. And we don't have to choose to continue to hang on to those things. So help us to forgive over and over and over again. And in that, you're going to free us. Thank you for that. We love you. And all God's people said, Amen.